Hello, welcome to Women and Faith. My name is Stephanie Schwartz, and I'm the host of Women and Faith, a podcast to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. We are going to spend four sessions looking at options in education, and we're going to discuss the ways that we school our children. We're going to look at public school, private school, homeschool, and hybrid school. And in each episode, we really hope to honestly assess both the advantages and disadvantages of each schooling option. So I have here with me my friend Tracy Mansfield, and Tracy is going to talk to us about or advocate for public school. Tracy, before we begin, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm Tracy. I've been married to my husband, Andrew, for eight years now. We have two daughters, Nicole, who's eight, and she's currently in third grade, and May, who is two and a half. I grew up going back and forth between public and private school. I went to UCI for my undergrad and studied psychology and social behavior. And here at Compass, I serve as a NAVMO leader, sorry, navigating motherhood leader, <laughs> a Thrive leader with my husband, mm. and I also work in the kids club with all the all the cute little toddlers. Wow. Well, thank you so much for serving us. I know you're making yes. a big difference here, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, very busy, obviously, <laughs> to just give us, you know, a good reason why we should consider public school as an option. And when I say that, I, I think it's important that we note before we do any of our episodes that we're not promoting any schooling method. We're here, in a sense, with a desire just to provide you, our friends, our listeners with honest feedback about the options that are out there. For me personally, I taught high school at a private school. It was a private Christian school. I homeschooled my three kids over a span of 16 years and ended up sending two of my daughters to a public charter school. So I think the only thing I missed was hybrid there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they were all great choices and they all worked out really well. So Tracy, why do you recommend public school? Yeah, so there's a lot of great things about public school. It is low cost. You're already paying for it through your taxes, so might as well utilize it. Yeah, It's free to attend. You don't have to pay extra. You're not required to purchase any of the supplies. The state of California has made it like a law where you're not required to purchase any of the school supplies. Oh, wow. They can provide them for you. And hmm. uh, that way it's not a barrier to coming to school. Yeah. They also have programs like free and reduced lunch and free after school or before and or before school child care if hmm. you qualify for it. So those are all really cost-effective yeah. reasons to go to public school. There's also the fact that public school teachers are highly qualified. My husband is actually a English teacher at San Clemente High School, mm -hmm. and so I watched him go through all the schooling and all the tests and all the things that he needed to do in order to be able to be hired by a public school. And the other options might not require those. It, it's nice for them to have them, but they don't have to have them. Whereas at a public school, they need to have a bachelor's degree at least. If they have a master's degree, it's even better. They need to have a teaching credential 
in the state of California. And California is one of the highest, I guess, standards Hmm. for their teachers after New York. And so that's right off the bat. You know that they are highly qualified. They have to take two very rigorous and challenging tests. One is the CBEST and one is the CSET, both for California teaching credentials. So when I send my daughter Nicole to school, I know that those teachers are qualified to teach her and Mm. they have all the tools that they need to help their children, or not their children, their scholars succeed. Hmm. They also have to stick to state state standards. These are requirements set out by the state of California to make sure that kids in each grade are meeting the learning requirements that they need to thrive and to be able to advance to the next grade level. Public school is also, depending on where you live, a great way to expose your child to diversity. There's lots of different ethnic backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, and other cultural differences between kids at school. So your child is not just sheltered in a bubble. Hmm. They, they have the opportunity to meet other kids and see how they think and, and how they perceive the world. The public school option gives a lot of options for programs especially outside of school. And as you advance to maybe middle school or high school, they have different sports programs, different clubs that kids can be a part of, your student can be a part of. And those things look really good on college applications. Hmm. Public school is also one of the best options for kids who have special needs. Hmm. Because they are funded by the state and the state provides this funding, they're able to get the tools and the aids and programs that are necessary to help those kids thrive. My husband's actually a special education specialist, so he has a roster of kids that he is in charge of, making sure that they have all the accommodations that they need for their learning situation, their learning style, and he interfaces with the parents as well as their other teachers to make sure that their needs are being met. Some of the other options might not have just the bandwidth or the funding to accommodate that. Yeah. And the last thing is just witness. Like, Mm. as we send Nicole to school every day, we're sending her out as our arrow into the world, as, as really a light at her school of a kid who exemplifies respect and self-control and Mm. restraint and kindness and caring for others. And like they say that she might be the only, you know, Bible that these kids read, at least in these years. And we want to make sure that we are equipping her so that when she goes to school every day, that she is able to be a good witness for Christ. Hmm. Yeah, that's, wow, that's great. I mean, thinking about what you were saying, we're already paying our taxes, so we don't have to pay for these programs. Right. And it sounds like the the teachers, the staff, the people who are educating are very well qualified. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's the diversity there, there's opportunity for special needs, and uh, the chance for our kids to make an impact for mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. That's very appealing. I mean, that that sounds like a great way to educate your kids. Have you personally seen any good influence come? It's hard because I can't ask the other kids. <laughs> I right. can only ask my right. daughter. Yes. But um, I do, I have had reports back from teachers of like one teacher was very impressed with mm-hmm. the way that she 
always raises her hand before mm-hmm. she speaks and waits for the teacher to call on her. Whereas other kids might just like yell out or even, like they'll raise their hand but still talk when they want to talk. But whereas she patiently waits and raises her hands and waits until the teacher calls on her before she talks. So that made me really happy and 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 showed that God is working through her. Yeah. Um, it's I don't think we've had her like, you know, praying at lunchtime or anything like that mm-hmm. but it's just the little things of, the, of her character that we see and that hopefully other people see as well and they wonder what's different about her right wow yeah. that's great well from what you say i mean it sounds like we should all really put our kids in public school <laughs> i mean really there's just so many advantages there and to mm-hmm. know that they're getting a good education from people who are really competent yeah. to educate and i'm sure care about them very much as well do you have any reservations any cautions any things that you might say, well, you know, consider this before you jump into public school. Right. Yeah. It's not all sunshine and roses. Um, <laughs> there are some drawbacks. What you said, you have to weigh the, the pros and the cons and see which one outweighs the other. But the biggest thing, the most obvious thing is that public schools have bigger class sizes. Mm, yeah. uh, last year, my Nicole's class had 32 kids in it to wow. one teacher. And wow. I think an aide. So I think that's how they were able to get away with that high of a teacher-student ratio is Mm -hmm. there was an aide too. You know, when the class is that big, the teacher is not able to have that focused time with each student, or at least it's a lot harder. And controlling that many kids is a lot. Trying to control like two or three kids is is difficult, but trying to control 32 kids gets very, very hard. I'm sure they have tools in their belts to, you know, quiet down the kids and making sure that the kids are listening, but I'm sure it's not great all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a, also a lot of time that's wasted in transitions of like telling them to quiet down or having them sit down in their seats or line up to go out to recess or to lunch or line up to go into the classroom from recess and lunch. So there's a lot of time that's lost in that that might not get lost at least as much if it was a smaller class trying to get less kids to line up or, you know, homeschooling is you don't have to, you know, line up to go to lunch or go to recess, whatever. There's also, you know, the con of not having any or very little control over the curriculum and what's being taught to your child as well as how it's being taught. If you really want to, I'm sure you could be a very active member of like the board meetings or, you know, participant of the board meetings and voice your concerns. But whether those concerns actually get heard or or acted upon Mm. is the the chances are very slim. Right. Um, Right. So you just kind of have to be proactive Mm -hmm. and prepare your child like, hey, something like this might happen. This is what we believe and this is how we would react to it and also reactive if like let your child have an open open line of communication with mm-hmm. you of trust and ha- let them tell you the things that are going on at school that way you can kind of combat those things and talk to them have a discussion with them about well what what's wrong with this why mm-hmm. why is this not something that we te- we would teach at home there's also the problem of having long day. Elementary school is about six hours and then up to high school is about eight hours. And that's a long time for a kid to 
be in one place. Right. Not that they're sitting the whole time, yeah. but it's it's a lot. And then if they have, you know, before or after school care, you tack on those hours and then doing homework at home, that also takes up a lot of time. So, you know, there's not a lot of time left for the the students to do things like sports or like serving at church mm-hmm. or doing different things like that, other extracurriculars. So there's that. And then also most public school campuses are older because the state of California is so old and their mm-hmm. and their education is so established. A lot of the camp, unless you live in like a community that was just built like right. last year or something, right. it's, yeah. it's the schools are going to be older. And so the, the buildings could be in disrepair or mm-hmm. even like, you know, the concrete or whatever mm-hmm. could be all cracked up with all our earthquakes here. Nicole had a problem last year when it was raining a lot that like the ceiling in her classroom started leaking oh. And so they had to move her class into a a portable, Mm. a trailer, so that they could fix the ceiling and make sure that there's no, you know, mold in the in the ceiling and all this work. And obviously their class time got disrupted by that, not only by the time it took to move the stuff out of their classroom into the trailer, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, the teacher can't take everything with her. And so they have to do without those tools for however long it, I think it was like two or three weeks mm-hmm. um, that they were in that temporary classroom. So that's something that that can happen and sometimes some schools don't have AC like they don't yeah. have air conditioning wow. yeah and they just have to sit through mm-hmm. it maybe open wow. a window or mm-hmm. something. So yeah, that's that's yeah. something that that could happen and and I think also as they get older they do try to remodel them and as funds are available but you know it's decision between allocating funds towards Mm. education stuff or building stuff. And that's always something that they have to decide between the the districts and the the state as well. Yeah. There's also the fact that values don't always line up between your family and your kids Mm. and the school's values or the teacher's values or even the friend's values or Mm -hmm. classmates. Because it's not a bubble, there will be other values and beliefs that we don't necessarily hold. Right. Things like, you know, live your truth or, you know, do whatever you want to, whatever makes you happy. Right. Yeah. Whatever that means. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to be, be diligent about asking her, well, what sorts of things do your friends think or what sorts of things are your teachers saying? And kind of discuss that with her and make sure that she has a right belief and a right view. Mm. And then the last thing is, even though the teachers are very qualified, they can get jaded or complacent after Mm -hmm. being in the field for a long time and maybe even thinking that like what they're doing isn't really having an impact or just not worth the pay scale, Mm -hmm. (laughs) things like Mm -hmm. that. And especially with the establishment of tenure, there's not much motivation anymore to perform and to be better. They'll either stay the same or even drop off and right, just right. just cruise. Yeah. So that's definitely a temptation that mm. these teachers have mm-hmm. because of the the security of their jobs. Right. Yeah. Human nature. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Any job. Yeah. <laughs> I think based on what you said, there's typically large class sizes. There's a lot of downtime. The buildings can be in disrepair. There can be cultural 
war between mm-hmm. what you believe and others may believe, yeah. and there's the potential for teacher burnout too. Mm-hmm. So thank you for really showing us, you know, that it's not all perfect and that there are, you know, things to consider as well. So in the state of California, we do have the option to choose what schooling choice mm-hmm. we're going to use. Yeah, and how did you come to your conclusion? What does that process look like for you? And how do you know, like, okay, this is the best choice for my kids? Yeah. Um, so we actually have a school like right across the street from us. And that is not the school that Nicole goes to. Mm. She actually goes to a different school in the same district wow. because there's a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But the first is that the school across the street from us is an elementary school and a middle school combined oh, wow. on the same campus. Yeah, And so... That's I, a huge span. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. From from K to eight. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So it's two different worlds. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was we were kind of my husband and I were kind of wary about sending her to school, especially when she's so young. She would be exposed to a lot more diversity than yeah. we yeah. would like, at, at least at this time. Obviously, when she gets older, it's, you know, something that we'll reassess. But so, yeah, the, the K to eight thing and also the school that she's going to right now is actually a, they have a Mandarin immersion program there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we're not zoned for that. But because I'm Chinese and my dad feels strongly that we teach Nicole how to speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. That way she can talk to, you know, yeah. elder family members who don't know a lot of English and also be able to have more like job prospects when mm-hmm. she grows up, you mm-hmm. know. Have, being able to speak Mandarin is yeah. a very valuable uh, mm-hmm. thing to have on your resume. But also, you know, mission trips and out- outreach, things like that. I was able to go on mission trips with my parents to mm-hmm. China, to Hong Kong, and be able to talk to those people about their need for Christ wow. because I knew how to speak Chinese. Yeah. I, I, I guess wow, I could still neat. do it yeah. if I only knew English and yeah. through a translator, right. but it's, but it's, it's not a the little same. different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So he felt really strongly about it. So we found out that it had the Mandarin Immersion Program. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, let's put our name into the lottery because we aren't, we're not zoned for that school, but they do have a lottery for the extra spaces. Mm. And we said, well, if God wants her to go to that school will yeah. get picked. If yeah. not, we can yeah. maybe try again next year or mm. just find a different school right. um, to go to. So we got the email that she had been chosen and the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's great. Yeah. There you go. There's your answer. Yes. Well, would you ever be willing to reconsider <laughs> or to change or, you know, to take another option if that was what God was showing you? Yeah. It's funny you should ask that because my husband was homeschooled up till up till junior high. Oh wow. And so he and he loved being homeschooled. He mm-hmm. loved being able to, you know, go to Disneyland on a weekday yeah. or yes. all the all the perks of homeschooling. Yeah. And he's not like, you know, you hear about the the stereotype of, of homeschoolers are awkward and totally. socially yes. inept. And he's yeah. not that at all. Yeah. He's he's yeah. super sociable. He really saw all the benefits to mm-hmm. homeschooling and he has asked me a few times before, like, hey, would you maybe consider homeschooling hmm. the girls? Yeah. You're staying at home right now. We could homeschool them. Right. And be able to, you know, 
be in charge of their schooling. Mm -hmm. And for me, not having been homeschooled ever, (laughs) I knew like two or three homeschool people when I was growing up. And they probably were the awkward ones. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere, somewhere. But yeah, um, I had no idea how to go about it. But at the time, it was like around when COVID hit. And I was like, I can't even like just be at home with this child and right. not even like right. trying to teach her. Yeah. Actually, no, we, we did try to do some like worksheets of like <laughs> shapes or numbers <laughs> right. or like le- writing letters because she was in preschool and about to enter kindergarten mm-hmm. when it hit. And we, I was like, I don't know if I can do this because I was getting frustrated. She was getting frustrated. We were all crying. Oh. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I was like, if, if I'm going to homeschool her in right. like, you know, algebra, there's yeah. no way. Right. But so... I, I've been thinking about it more mm-hmm. and God has been growing me in my mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. not from anything that I've been doing, but his, you know, sanctification of mm-hmm. my, of my heart. So I think I might consider it. And wow. if he really, you know, was like, Hey, this would really help if you were yeah. to homeschool yeah. uh, the girls, then I would be willing to try it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you could always try it. And if it doesn't work, then you go next year. We're going to reassess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Well, what bit of like final advice would you give to our listeners, our ladies, if they're thinking, I don't know, can you give me a bit of final advice in making this decision? It's scary. I don't want to ruin my kid's life. What should I do? <laughs> you won't ruin your kid's life. It's okay. God's got it. Um, <laughs> no matter what you do or what you yeah. choose. What you said too, like... It, you can always reassess. That's mm-hmm. that's so true. Like every year, you're always going to be reassessing yeah. to see whether it's still a good fit for you, whether there's something else that would be a better fit for you and your family and your, your kid. And no matter what option you choose, you'll still need to teach them character and yes. the Bible at yeah. home. Yeah. So, good point. Yeah, that's that's something that's never going to change. Yeah. You're never going to have to reassess mm-hmm. that. Right. <laughs> You're always going to want to be teaching them the word of God yeah. and and how to live for him. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. I really appreciate you, again, taking time out of your busy schedule with kids and with family and then with all that you do here at church. (laughs) We hope that our discussion about the advantages and disadvantages of public school will be helpful to you as you prepare to choose the method that you're going to employ when you are called to educate your children or if you're considering a switch now. Thank you so much for listening, please don't forget to subscribe. Feel free to email me at WF for Women in Faith at compasschurch.org with any questions or suggestions that you have. And we or I look forward to meeting with you next time. <laughs> <laughs>